the theme tune for the first ever pilot episode of The Mediocre Manifestation. It wasn't amazing. In fact, it was distinctly mediocre, and then at least my programme lives up to its name. Welcome to my podcast, one that has already been described by someone I know as something that will never happen, and another of my friends called it a distinct waste of time. This is a free audio podcast. And these two points are very important. It is free, because if I had charged for this sort of rubbish, I would have been locked up. And it is audio rather than video, because A, I was thinking about you, the listeners, or listener, being able to get on with some important task, leaving me rambling in the background. And two, for a video podcast, you need a studio, special effects, lighting, decent outfits time and money, and basically a lot more effort, while with an audio podcast you get a laptop, a tape recorder and a microphone all in the same place, cheap as chips, uh, assuming you already have a laptop. This first series should consist of six episodes of roughly 15 to 20 minutes in length, as I think it is more convenient to waste time in 15 minute chunks. I chose the name so that everyone knows what to expect. A programme that is not great, but has the potential to evolve into something equally disappointing. In later episodes I hope to have segments from other people, but they have told me in no uncertain terms that I had to do at least the first two programmes on my own, so they could see how it went. Git. So that's 30 minutes of just me, interspersed with theme music to separate the sections. I'd better get started. Now this section is called Driving Talk. I hope this is going to be a regular section and I'm going to start this first one with a bit of information about me. I currently am learning to drive. An interesting experience as for the first time I understand why other people complain about all the idiots on the road. Each episode should have a bit of an update on how I'm getting along, as well as any other interesting driving stories I hear about. Currently in my lessons I'm told that my steering is the problem, which apparently is a common learner error. Personally, I think steering is the most basic part of driving, as making it go when you can't control the direction seems terrifying, yet I'm still on the roads. Incidentally, I should just issue a general warning to Somerset to be wary of a red Nissan Pixo with a learning school thing on its roof as sometimes I'm in there panicking over whether I'm too close to the hedge. However, my instructor has told me I could have my licence within seven weeks of starting, so fingers crossed. The issue then will be of getting a new car, or rather an old one. I have set my sights on a Morris Minor pickup. Morris Miners being, of course, the Rolls-Royce of the car industry. With this pickup, I will be able to achieve a truly astonishing 62 miles per hour and fit a whole passenger. 
The issue being, as ever, cost. So instead of looking at cars I can't afford, I'm talking into a microphone and broadcasting to people who don't want to hear me. What most people don't realise is how dangerous cars can be. I mean, obviously, while driving them you can have accidents, that sort of thing, but every single aspect of them can cause harm in some way or another, even buying them. I'd heard people telling me this in the past, of course, and never really believed them, until a friend of mine bought a new Jaguar. She was really proud of it, said it was in amazing condition, good price and all the rest of it, left it in the garage overnight. Next morning it bit her legs off. They've got it in a zoo now, and each year the mechanics draw lots to see who has to give it the MOT. One poor sod has done it three years in a row now, lost both arms and one foot so far. Apparently the worst part is trying to check the dipstick for oil. I'm not sure what happened to the friend. We lost contact in the end. Oh, I have to try and sort that out. Anyway, got a bit far from the driving talk, so I think it's time to end this segment. to the news. I'm going to kick off with a little bit of a political satire, only a tiny amount, in the form of an old newspaper headline which reads, Red Tape Holds Up New Bridge. Ha! There we go. Take that, government. But on a more serious note, it has long been acknowledged that hospital workers are overstretched. In some cases, the money they are given is ridiculously low, so according to my intelligence, several people in the birthing ward are signing a petition to campaign for fairer wages. That's right, I'm here to inform you that maternity nurses are making a big push for a pay rise. Moving on from social problems, we find ourselves slap bang in the middle of science, and a real news story for once. The CERN Super Collider was built at the cost of billions with no news yet on whether once work has been completed it will be able to be converted into a massive cycle track. There has been setback after setback for the team working there, until recently, because they have finally found the Higgs boson, apparently the particle that binds the universe together. Personally, I think they missed a trick. Had they called it the sticky particle, then everything would have been much easier to understand. Professor Brian Cox would have popped up on the TV and said, Ladies and gentlemen, we have found the particle that binds the universe together. The sticky particle! And bingo. Everyone knows what it's for and what it refers to. Simple, honest science everyone can understand. Now then, this next news segment comes from a friend of mine. It concerns an actor I personally believe is wonderful. He always puts in amazing performances. He is Bill Nye. Anyway, we were walking to the shops discussing ages of great British actors such as Judi Dench and Bill Nye, with Bill Nye being comparatively young. Anyway, according to my friend, he looks older, so there must be something wrong with him. When I asked her what that might be, she just said, I don't know, but if you look old, there's something up with you. An interesting philosophy for life, perhaps. 
or, more likely, a load of rubbish. Now, I am always here trying to give you the most up-to-date news possible, so you can leave after listening to this feeling fully informed of current events. So, I would like to inform you about an invasion of Britain. It occurred in 1066. Britain was invaded by the French as the English were defeated at the Battle of Hastings. This is depicted in the Bayeux Tapestry, the largest tapestry in the world. All of this is common knowledge. What many people don't know is that the Bayeux Tapestry was originally intended to be a huge curtain for a massive French window that would be fitted to the back of Buckingham Palace. Oddly, the invasion force was sadly lacking in builders and glazers, so William the Conqueror brought in the British tradesmen. After threatening them with death if they did not get the job completed in the shortest time possible, the terrified British obeyed to the best of their ability, and work is expected to begin any day now. That is all the news that is needed so far. Moving on. the introduction to Christie's etiquette tips. There we are, see, I can do DJ voices, all sorts. If you have a subject you would like me to address in Christie's etiquette tips, email me and I'll try and include it in the next podcast. Today I am giving advice on funerals. Now, what I say may be obvious, but it's amazing how many people get it wrong time and time again. The first thing you need to sort out is the vicar. Whenever possible, get a traditional one, who gives the traditional speech dressed in a traditional way. Modern or trendy vicars often rappel down from the rafters singing or playing the electric guitar. They are also very likely to try and modernise the speeches, with ashes to ashes, dust to vacuum cleaner being one of the more memorable examples. Traditional vicars are also less likely to interfere with the musical playlist you choose. Songs to steer clear of include Don't Stop Me Now, Ding Dong The Witch Is Dead, Another One Bites The Dust, Highway To Hell, and a definite no-no is Staying Alive. The checks you should make before starting the burial is that the person is actually dead. Far too many zombies have been consigned to the ground in recent years, with many having to dig themselves out unaided. Vampires have also suffered this prejudice, and I think it's ridiculous that in this modern era we don't accept them for who they are. Ghosts, of course, are unaffected by the physical world unless they explicitly allow it. And, to be honest, if you're trying to bury a ghost, I'd personally say you want to have a long, hard look at yourself. Some bigoted people say, but they are dead. To which I reply, oh, really? Why are they called the undead then? Clue is in the name, isn't it? I hope this helps you stop falling into some of the hazards common as a funeral. Ah, tripping into the grave itself. That is another common pitfall. My advice, beware. 
A final thought for this podcast before I leave you. Quite a deep philosophical thought, in fact, that I saw on one of my friend's Facebook statuses this morning. Every day is a day. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you want to get in contact, then email me at themediocremanifestation at hotmail.com with opinions and ideas for the show and any other philosophical sayings you want broadcast or discussed on the show. It's at this point that I realise what a stupid name the Mediocre Manifestation is, as it's too long and rather difficult to spell. However, I wish you all the luck in getting in contact with me.